Otherwise, Otherwise on SAFM. Welcome to Otherwise, and today I broadcast from the Johannesburg studios of SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. You may call us on 0891-104-207, tweet me on sh- at Shadow Twala or at SAFM Radio, and you may email on shadow at safm.co.za, and that's my name, Hazel Makuzeni, my producer, and Kaya Balani is our technical producer. Otherwise, on SAFM. And to celebrate Women's Month, my guests are actress Tembin Chali and author Cindy Wimagona, and the, she's the author of Mother to Mother. Welcome to both of you ladies from Cape Town. Thank you. We're actually disappointed that we can't see your I, face. <laughs> I wish we could have seen each other. I really, and this is why I insisted you come into the studio because I think we would have had a better conversation. Mom, Cindy, how are you? I'm okay, thank you. How are you? How are you? You're sounding very disappointed. I am disappointed. <laughs> well, I'm giving you a huge hug over the airwaves. And not sophisticated enough to hide it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. It means you still love me. That's okay. Now, Mom Cindy, a lot of people who may not have read Mother to Mother, are you able to just give us a synopsis? Because I, I, I loved it so much. But just give us a bit of background on it. First of all, I'd like to say thank you for having us. And Mother to Mother is really simply the story of the mother of a killer talking mm-hmm. to the mother of a victim. Mm-hmm. It, is this, it is a story based... Uh, it, it would not have happened, so it is based on the mass murder of Amy Elizabeth Bill, mm-hmm. a, Fulbright, a Fulbright scholar, American mm-hmm. scholar who came here, stayed for a year and was killed a day before she left to go back to her country and to her family. Mm-hmm. And the take is of the story is this mother's bewilderment, the killer's mother's bewilderment at what her son has done. And she examines once she finally gets to admit, to accept that this is so. Because first, of course, there is shock and denial. Mm-hmm. But eventually, she comes to accept the, 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 the terrible deed that her son has committed. And looks at this child and wonders, as most, as everybody would, if it happened to them, mm-hmm. what went wrong and when. So it is in that looking back, evaluating this son, you know, examining the, this child's life to this point that you see that all children are born with potential and are born innocent. And we, the society, create these monsters, as she says, our children have become. But you also had witnessed this child grow, hadn't you? Which child? The child who's the killer. No. You, you had grew up with the mother. Oh, okay. Okay. So you the had child is imagined. Oh, Everything okay. is imagined. Okay. The only link I have with the story and which moved me to write this novel and later play is because when those four young men who were held responsible for Amy's murder were on trial, it was also the time that we were voting for the first time as, you know, South African citizens. Mm-hmm. The first truly, you know, free, uh, you know, uh, democratic elections. Mm -hmm. And I came back from New York and I was in the country for six weeks. 
That night, the evening I was leaving, I'm at the airport when the friend we had talking me there says, and we are discussing the elections and all the excitement and other things happening in the country. And then we discuss the Amy Bill murder and the case. And then quietly, Lindy West says, do you know one of those four boys is so-and-so's child? Oh, my goodness. And the, the so-and-so she mentioned is we, that we both know. There's only one by that name. I knew whom she meant, but I still went, which so-and-so? Oh, my goodness, yeah. I went into shock. And thus, you know, that night I learned something that I never knew before. That the parents of killers don't go on picnics. And they know they don't have our sympathy. Now, transferring this onto stage, Tembi, how, how was the transition? How, how difficult or how easy was it to tell this really deep story on stage? Well, firstly, um, I read the novel that uh, Cindy uh, wrote. She gave me about three or four of her books, you know, not, not with the intention of, like, doing the play. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then one of the books was Mother to Mother. And I read Mother to Mother because I knew the story. That's what attracted me to, 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 to read Mother to Mother. Mm-hmm. But the way that attracted me more was the take of the story, the, the pain that she had written about, about the pain of the mother of the, of the perpetrator. Because like, like she was just saying now, that we always sympathize with the, with the victims and, and we never even pause one second to think about the other parents because they never send this child to, to do this. Mm-hmm. And so when I read it, and because she she wrote it as a monologue, you know, it, so it wasn't really difficult to transfer, uh, to adapt the from the book to a play because it's written as a monologue. It's written as as the mother's pain uh, talking to the other mother. And when I read it, I just said, "Oh my God, I would love to tell this story because there's so many mothers who go through the same pain and nobody listened to them. And as I've been performing this piece." you know, in different places internationally. There's so many mothers who come to me and say, oh, my God, you know, you were talking you were talking to me. I could mm-hmm. see myself in this. You know, it could not be the same thing or whether the child is killed, but, you know, something has happened within the family. It could be rape. It could be anything. Um, so mothers go through the same pain, you know, they, which is what uh, attracted me to the story. I wonder why not father to mother or parent to parent as opposed to mother to mother. Do we believe that mothers carry the the deepest pain more than other parents who are fathers? That's a good question. But um, the demographics in South Africa being what they are, when you talk about black African parenthood, fatherhood has disappeared virtually. And most of the children who are in trouble are so because partly because they have no fathers. They have no role models. There are no men who are upright to call father. And I made, in real life, this woman I wrote, I, I took her life and wrote about, is a single parent, has been a single parent since her teens. Oh. I knew that much. So I made her, as, you know, I kept her as a single parent. And uh, and I, I, I think this speaks to a, a, a lot about our society and what has gone wrong. You take this killing, 
You look at, you examine society. You look at what has not, what is not there, and what is missing, and what has gone wrong, and 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 where we are in terms of the stats of 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 crime, the crime rate, and the Amy Bill story, and what subsequently happened, the formation of the Amy Bill Foundation, mm-hmm. really is about this country. Four young men were held responsible. You know, and, 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 and then sentenced to death and then pardoned, no, no, to life imprisonment and then pardoned and, and then the reconciliation but and then the work of the Amy Bill Foundation. That is really a model for the rest of the country. Hmm. Hmm. And the fact that two of the boys actually work, work for the Amy for Bill the, Foundation. The foundation. Yeah. Wow, so we're talking forgiveness, reconciliation, yeah. and, and, and all of that. And, and the remaking of a life that has gone wrong. Because you can't send people to prison and, and then think, that's it. Really, you need to sit down, eyeball the people, talk, human being to human being. That's what mother to mother is about, that in our, in our society, not so long ago, Ubuntu, Ubuntu, among other things, says... We live in this one village. If something goes wrong between or among people, as soon as possible, they need to sit down, irrespective of what has happened in court. Eyeball each other, and the perpetrator says, I understand your pain, and I am sorry my blood, my child, or my, you know, I have caused this pain. Can, we, can you forgive me, and can we hold hands and move on? To write what has gone wrong. Because, you know, when we look at crime, crime is a symptom, it's not a cause. And until we address the causes, crime will crop up again and again. You know, for me, it, it interrogates you. You highlighted the fact that most, most uh, children grow in, 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 in single-family kind of uh, situations, single-mother, single-parent situations. But it also then interrogates the way we bring those children up as mothers who have no male support. Exactly. Exactly. This is, again, something the village needs to address. Mother-to-mother mother is about that. This Henry's thing has happened. I am sorry. How do we go on? Forgive me, but how do we go on? And how can we make it possible that we don't keep on doing the same mistakes, making the same mistakes, perpetrating the same crime over and over again? That's what the Amy Deal Foundation is about, thanks to the, you know, huge hearts of the Bill family. I'm just wondering, though, uh, while we interrogate the, the reason why it happened, how do, we pro- how do we stop it from happening? Yes, you're saying uh, communities must get together, uh, have discussions around you know, forgiveness and all of that, but is there a lesson to be learned about uh, preventing it from happening? Tembi, what do you think? Well, um, it is difficult because, you know, Sindhu is talking about the village where a, a child those days belonged to the whole village. Nowadays, we live in the townships. We mm. live... Mm. Um, I, I know my, grand, my, my, my mother has raised my sister's children, and, and it's even diff- more difficult for a granny raising boys, you know, because boys need someone, like a man, who's, who, who's going to be a role model for them. So I, I really have no solution about this. I don't know if Cindy were here. Cindy <laughs> Well, as I said, the MEB <coughs> Foundation is doing something that we could model. Mm-hmm. A lot, almost every child 
by law ought to be in school between ages 7 and 16 or 18. I don't know what the, 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 the limit, you know, the, the age is. But children ought to be in school. These children are in school. That's where we, the village, need to go. Schools cannot do everything. The teachers in school cannot do everything. Children after school need after school care. They need sports facilities. They need to be taken on hikes over the weekend. We need to start parenting those children because that single mother or even when there is an intact family, both mother and father, for a couple in these days, it's not enough. It is just not enough. A child cannot be nurtured, brought up just by two people. They need the wider village. We need to join hands and be committed into, you know, fortifying the school as a place of nurturing. Do you honestly think it's still possible to go back to that Ubuntu and, and, and you know, my, every child belongs to the community or the village it's the village that grows the child, that nurtures the child. It used to happen, and we all come from that back, those backgrounds. But do you think it's still possible in today's age? It had better be possible because, <laughs> the, <laughs> because the alternative is too horrendous to contemplate. You know, we either own, we either hold the children in, uh, in the palms of our hands as a nation and say these are our children and treat them. Not every 16th of July, June we appear on TV. The most precious, uh, you know, possessions or whatever, you know, are our children. When no. we're not doing anything. Every about, about day it, yeah. we need to count how many children we are and what, where they are, what stage of development they are, what resources we give them. We do that. Put the resources of this country at the front edge. Of, the, of a child's life not when they are 17 and 18 and they have already messed up and they are in Polsmo then we start feeding yep. them and clothing them and giving them medical care that they never had we, we need to reward good behavior and not when children get to be parents we start giving them grants give grants to the ones who stay in school and study well keep the passion alive I'm coming back to you Mausindi Wamagona and, and Shemim Charlie in our Cape Town studios we'll be back chatting to them after this Global economic challenges continue to affect South Africa with higher levels of unemployment, especially the youth, coupled with slow economic growth forecasts at levels below 3%. The South African Trade, Investment and Tourism Promotion Guide, in partnership with SAFM, will be hosting monthly radio broadcasts to promote trade and investment opportunities to local business and foreign investors. We invite business from all sectors to join us at the launch of Gauteng Symposium on the 26th of August 2013 in Pretoria. To participate, contact Boyce Fatshaneni at OHTune 923-4402 or email at boycehh at bbmmedia.co.za Also visit www.southafricanguide.co.za Otherwise, on SAFM. Having a mother-to-mother conversation with Tembim Jali and uh, Mum Cindy Wamagona. And we'll, we can, you, you know, you can call us on 0891-104-207, 0891-104-207, if you'd like to participate. Um, Tembi, what, do you believe that seeing the play uh, probably uh, drives the point home even harder uh, than reading the book, or do they both do the same work? Well, it, 
It does. It does. It does drive the, the point. Um, I have seen um, many mothers who, who who cry, you know, from watching the play. Um, you know, there was a, there was a time when I was at the market theatre. The the uh, a woman came there with her daughter, and after the show, they wanted to see me. And the daughter said, the daughter lives in, in Johannesburg, and the mother lives in Shoe. And the daughter said to me, you know, my mother came to visit me, and when she came, she said she's, she saw you uh, being interviewed on, on, on Morning Live about this play. Mm-hmm. And, and she said to me, I want to go and see this play. And the daughter said, I did not understand why my mother was so passionate, because she's not even a theater person. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the daughter said, the, the minute you started the play, I could tell why my mother wanted to see the play. And I said, why? And she said, because um, some months ago, we lost a sister through a hijacking. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it turned out that the people that hijacked and killed the daughter, they know the, the people and they live around the area in, in Eshoi. Mm-hmm. And so she wanted to know how did these mothers, you know, um, take care of this pain. And so she came and saw the play and, and afterwards she, she spoke to me. She, she said, you know, this play has helped me so much you know, about, you know, uh, controlling my pain because I didn't know how to look at these people. You know, I, I know they wanted to talk to me, but I just said, no, mm. I was not ready. I wasn't. And she said, from now on, when I go back home, I am ready to talk to them. But what's, what's the sort of conversation, Mom Cindy, goes on between the mother of the perpetrator and the mother of the victim? You know, that's a hard question because, of course, it depends on the two people. In this case, for a strange reason, guess what? This mother I knew as a child and Amy's mother did get to, to see each other and talk to each other. Hmm. This conversation did actually happen. Did actually happen yeah. after the book came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it did, or before, I can't remember, but they were not made to, it does not, it didn't happen because of the book. It happened because it had to happen. And, uh, and I know the Amy Bill Foundation actually took the education, took, uh, you know, uh, the responsibility of educating, putting through school the, the last child of this mother. The conversation really happens when the two people sit together and look at each other and begin to understand each other's pain. Because even the mother of the killer, which is something we, I, I did, and I know most of society overlooks, is going through hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in a way, not to minimize the pain of the victim's parents or family, in a way, her, her road is a harder road to walk. Because she knows she doesn't have our, our sympathy, sympathy yeah. or empathy as a society. She knows that sometimes she is, is, some of us even blame her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or laugh at her as people would do. That look at what her child has done. Ha, ha, ha. You know? Yeah, there's she, a line in the play that says, people look at me as though I'm the one who did it or as though I made my son to do it. As if I could make this child do anything ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, she knows that. And so to sit in for, the, for the victim's side, you know, the family, to have the, 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 the hugeness of heart, to accept meeting her, 
which is what Kimby says this woman from Eshowe just did, is already eases her pain, the pain of the perpetrator's mother, just to meet the other and say, I am sorry. It doesn't, it doesn't bring anybody who's dead back. It mm. doesn't. Mm. But it does something for the healing process to both of them. We, we understand, yeah, I understand fully what, what it does eventually, but who brokers that initial um, conversation? And, and I know a lot it of people always, who are struggling. It, al- it always has to be the perpetrator. The perpetrator. Mm. It's seldom, it is seldom. It mm. can seldom be the victim's parents who say, mm. okay, we know she didn't want this child to do this. Let's mm. go and say to her, no, we forgive you. Yeah, it has to be the perpetrator, to my way of saying it. Which is very difficult. It is mm. hard. Without, mm. without a, a, a middle person who, who I think should be the one that brokers. Cause Even you, when there's a middle person, probably the perpetrator has to say to the minister of, you know, if she goes she to church yeah. or to the chief, if they're in the village, she has to go to somebody and say, I would like to talk mm. to the parents of the victim. Mm. Could you go on my behalf and, and see if I can, I can go and see, or can you go with me? Now, now, Timby, tell me when, where are you performing the play? You performed in Durban, in fact, at the Women's Festival. Yes, um, and and then I just came back from the State Theatre. Yeah, because from Devon I went straight to this. Oh, so you've just left Johannesburg for the state th- at the state theatre? Yeah, at, yeah, two days ago. Oh, and yeah. then you mm. are performing. Then we we're doing a benefit show for the Emmyville Foundation on Sunday. Um, the show is at seven. PM. It's going to be very emotional for, for, for me because it's going to be the first time uh, Amy's mother see the play. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, this is the 20th anniversary of mm. the said event, believe it or not. 20 years. 20 years, it. yeah. And the story is still very fresh in everybody's fresh, mind. Yeah. Cindy, mm. how was your conversation with Amy Beale's mom? I mean, after writing Mother to Mother, because it. it, it for her at the time, and I know she's a wonderful woman, you know, she's a very forgiving woman, but initially, because it was still very fresh then, how was your conversation with her regarding her own pain? The first time she said it was hard, a hard read for her. And I can't remember now whether she said she completed it, completed reading it, or she didn't. But the second time we met in New York still, um, she gave me a hug, and these were her words. It helped me better understand wow for me that was like getting the Pulitzer Prize mm. wow. because if she if there had been no Amy's mother the book would not have been written if I had not been such a coward because all I wanted was to sit down with this woman I didn't know and explain to her that you know one thing killed your child yes these four men but Amy died because of how all of us in South Africa, black, white, and anybody else, everybody, we, how we had allowed race hate mm. to rule our hearts. Do you think we could still learn a lot about that? Do you think we've, we've fought enough or have spoken about this enough not to have the kind of same racial hatred? Has it diminished somewhat? I wish I could say yes. I do, I, that's not what I detect. Attitudes die hard. You, you can change the laws, but to change attitudes demand a lot of, of work, which unfortunately we haven't even started in South Africa. We were too happy to get rid of apartheid. We, we didn't stop 
long enough to say, how do we, you know, rehumanize ourselves? We all know, all of us, in different ways, we're dehumanized by apartheid. We haven't started the work of rehumanization. We'll come back and talk about that. We'll take news headlines now with Uziya Sako. Otherwise, on SAFM. Tembim Charlie and Cindy Magona in Cape Town on SAFM. And otherwise, talking about the book and play, Mother to Mother. I'm Cindy, where you had a great uh, rehumanizing concept there. How do we do that? We wake up. <laughs> <laughs> we wake up from our slumber. We were laughing during the break. <laughs> we anticipated this question. <laughs> oh, that's why you're laughing at me because you knew it was coming your way. Yes. We wake up. We I think you must give us pointers because you've had time to, you've lived with this book, you've lived with the concept, you've spoken, you've traveled, and, you know, throughout the 20 years, You've had to revisit the story over and over and over again. And Tembi, you have also just lived the story on stage. And um, I I think we can learn a lot about not all solutions, but some some solutions on rehumanizing ourselves. And not only in South Africa, I think globally. Yes, yes. Well, we need to we need to remember. Again, I go back to the concept of the village, and no Tembi says we no longer live in a village, but the whole world is a village. If it were not so, this American child would not have died on South African sands. You see, Mm, mm, mm. Amy Bill had nothing to do with apartheid, neither did did her parents, but because of apartheid she died. You see what I mean? So we need to, to recognize the fact that we all are on this earth, at the same time and have work to do and part of that is really accepting the fact that nobody's moving away we are all going to stay here together Mm -hmm. rich poor white black educated and not educated Mm -hmm. how do we make this corner of the village the south african corner one that can give hope to all its children when I say children, I mean everybody Who from birth to my age and over and beyond. Mm-hmm. How do we make everybody... Amy Bill's father said this, actually. I read that in the New York Times. The day the four young men were released from prison. I hope these were her, his words. I hope society will give these four young men the support they need so that they may live worthwhile lives. Oh, my word. Yes. And that's what the Amy Bill Foundation is about. And that's what this country ought to learn from the story of Amy Bill and its aftermath. That we need to accept the responsibility that all the children in the countries are ours in community. And to make sure that each child and each human being living in this country has everything or access to everything they need to live worthwhile lives, lives that every human being deserves, you know, with shelter, with education, with health, all those things. And it is doable with the political will. And when I say political, I don't only mean government. Mm. Political will that all of us as citizens begin to take our role of citizenship seriously. It's not about voting only. It's also about knowing why you vote 
and watching what you voted for is happening. And if it doesn't happen, know that you have done something wrong. You vote because you have a responsibility to make this country work and work for all of us. Now, Masini, I still think, though, apart from the vote, you, mm-hmm. you were saying something very, very important there, that as citizens, we should make sure on, on our own, before we even get to the politics of it, mm-hmm. on our own, that, you know, we, the, the children that we bring to this earth mm-hmm. um, are, are, are given all that they, they require. And it doesn't take money mostly to do that. It, there's a lot of um, love and care and, 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 and direction that we can give them. That's correct. Money helps them. If you go to a school, as I did with the, the education, what is it called? Edu- EE, somebody to do with education. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was led by uh, the, the, the Anglican Archbishop. Archbishop. Okay. You know, yeah, I think mm-hmm. March or April. No, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mahoba, the sitting Archbishop of Cape Town. Oh, okay. Yeah. To look at schools in the Eastern Cape, Liborde, where some schools have no toilets. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to look at situations like that and, and think seriously, these are our children. What are we raising there? You are right, as, as people, but we need to help one another to be what we need to be wherever we are so that the fight that South Africa faces now is the fight of waking up the citizenry that's slumbering and saying, whether you are in a village or a township, wherever you are, everything has to work. The school must work, the hospital must work, the gardens must work, the homes must work. And when they do not work, come together and see what has gone wrong. Are you joining politics in any way? Because <laughs> 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 what I hear from you is... <laughs> It's going further than mother to mother now, yeah. you know. You, you're taking on the nation. You're taking on, you know, uh, the, the existing uh, leaders within those communities. It, it's true. I get very fed up. But every village has to look at itself and say, how can we be mothers when A and B and C is not there? And then, of course, I suppose talk to the politicians. But on our own as, as human beings, there's a lot that we can do to make this country it's a beautiful country with beautiful mm. people. Mm. It can be the rainbow nation we all dreamt of in 1994. And mm. that would be a huge thing because it really we would be just living to the promise that we are. Now, Mom, Cindy, uh, what other work are you, are you doing right now apart from writing and apart from uh, the Amy Beale Foundation, your involvement there? What other work are you busy with? Oh, my golly. I know. I know. You're a busy bee. Where do I start? <laughs> you are a busy bee. So tell us. Tell us. Tell well, us. one of the things I'm doing, I'm, I should remember this. Uh, I, I am writer in residence at the University of the Western Cape, mm-hmm. where I nurture young people who write in, in Chosom. Wow. To write uh, either short stories or, or, or essays or... And, uh, Late last year, the, the group I had from, I say, August to November last year, mm-hmm. we sat together and I decided one of the things I enjoyed doing is writing for children. 
So I decided they must, uh, we, we discussed it and we decided to write children's stories. Mm-hmm. And 27, 27 of those stories are about to come out. With, uh, you know, as, as published books by a publisher. So these young people have already changed. I told them, see how you have changed your CVs. Now you can put published author. Oh, fantastic. And not be lying. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just but And I'm also doing uh, 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 the, the actors um, sitting in front of me, Tenvim Charlie's uh, biography. Oh, amazing. Mm, yes. That's, it's about time. Cause Tembi, your story, <laughs> Am I that old? No, 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 no. It's the things you've done. I think yes. that story needs to be told. Because you've traversed the, the world and doing these one-woman plays and, you know, have, have made um, it very sustainable. Yeah, one, one of them, in fact, the first one-woman play that I did was based on my life story. But, I mean, the play... What is it called and when uh, is it happening? W- it was, um, well, it opened like uh, 10 years ago, but I'm doing it again at the Baxter Theatre in September. Women in Waiting. Women in Waiting, mm-hmm. yes. Um, oh, what, I was about, what I was saying was that, you know, in, in that play, I didn't tell all everything about my life. The, I mean, the play is only about one hour, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that would be up to me to tell. <laughs> Oh, there she goes. In the biography. In the biography. <laughs> and Mother to Mother is also invited in, in, in October to the West End oh. um, in London for a, a, a solo, what they call it, it's a solo festival, you know, all, all, all plays of, of one person's plays. Um, they'll be in a festival for four weeks. And Mother to Mother has been invited for that. Fantastic. And I'm mm. sure you're going to do well. I think. And when's that book coming? Tembim Charlie's book? I'm Cindy. Sometime next year. Keep as you busy posted. as you are, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you, you're going to manage to do that. We started already. And how's your family, Mum Cindy? You, you, you know, you brought up these children on your own. Your story is also an incredible story. And I, I continue to congratulate you and for encouraging all of us to just, you know, thrive for the best. How are your children doing? The children are okay, except the one who died in a car accident. I'm sorry to hear yeah, that. Yeah, and um, we'll be traipsing all the way to the Eastern Cape of the 23rd of September for the unveiling of the tombstone. Mm-hmm. Yes. But the others are great. The others are okay. And we are all great because we are your children as well. Thank you so much. I am the mother. <laughs> I am a mother. <laughs> well, fantastic. Tembi, when's the play? In, at, the, at the Baxter. At the Baxter? At the Baxter from the 23rd of September to the 12th of October. 23rd September, 12th This is October. a woman in waiting now, not mother to mother. Not mother to mother. Yes. Ooh, I, I get confused. All right. <laughs> but, but anyway, we see you on stage. Yes. You know. it's, it, yeah. Okay. Thank you, ladies, for joining me. Thank you for it has been an absolute pleasure, and thank you for sharing. And the book is still available in stores, Mother to Mother. Yes, very much so. It's it's, it's just had the I don't know the how the we feels the printing. It went to print yesterday or two days ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very much available. And uh, who should read it? I mean, we've all I think we've all read it, but who? Everyone who's listening to the program around thinking, should I be the one reading it? I'm not a victim. I'm not a perpetrator's mother you know, or a victim's people, mother. People who deal with people should read it. People like the prison system, you know, people there should read it. Because, you know, those people there, most of them, I mean, everybody has a mother. And they have 
you know, they, they should be given time. Inmates should be given time and workshopped so that they begin to think about the implications of their acts mm-hmm. on the family they leave behind, mm-hmm. the family they love. You know, somebody can change his way of doing things when they look at the mother's tears. And the, 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 this story, Mother to Mother, is about that. I remember when I was in Bermuda, um, after the show, we had a workshop with uh, young children, well, young, not young children, but, you know, uh, high school kids. In Bermuda, in Bermuda, there's a lot of, of gangsterism. Mm-hmm. And one of the boys uh, stood up and said, you know, this is not a question for me. I'm just saying, I feel ashamed when I saw this play. I felt so ashamed because I didn't realize what, what I do impact on, on, on my parents so much. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. I, then a conversation should be happening with the Minister of Prisons, whoever it is. Hey? I suppose. So. I if suppose. Somebody could whisper in the well, I'm thinking. And I'm thinking, people in schools, you I'm know? I'm thinking maybe somebody who's listening to us now is probably going <laughs> But really, and people, you know, young people in high school even need to read because a lot of bullying happens in those schools. Children mm. need to be made to understand they are not just dangling there in space. They belong. There are connections with other people. So how they behave has, you know, has impact for other people. Yeah. Their feelings are, are shattered. You know, your, your, your daughter or your son does something. It comes back to you. Mm-hmm. And these children love their parents most of the time. I mean, they just don't think, you know, that far. Ladies, it's been such a pleasure talking to both of you and wishing you all the strength. Happy Women's Month. And uh, we'll speak soon. We hope you'll be back in Cape Town soon. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. That was Tembi Mchali and Cindy Ramagana. Go get the book if you haven't read it, Mother to Mother. And uh, whenever you see Tembi back on stage doing Mother to Mother, maybe go and see that play. Um, Moving on, um, we mourn the death and the jazz fraternity mourns the death of Satima B. Benjamin who spent 45 years in New York and just recently returned home. Um, she was 76 and had just uh, won a Sunbank Joy of Jazz Award and died on, on, the, on, on Tuesday. And uh, we thought, you know, let's honor her and listen to some of her music. <coughs> <coughs>
Satima B. Benjamin, African songbird, um, and condolences to her family. She was married to Abdullah Ibrahim, and um, yes, as we say, condolences. It is now time for our children's program. <laughs> 